This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and here I am with my long-suffering, long-standing co-host. Hello, Jan. I was thinking more partner in crime, but uh, suffering is definitely the right way to say it, yes. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, hello. So, we have touched on this kind of topic before, once or twice, um, throughout our long and uh, sordid history of this podcast but we've never quite gone this deep before and we still get questions on this topic on a or pretty regular basis or certainly i do uh, do you oh yeah it comes up from time to time about why the how the, the if the should mm-hmm. and we are indeed talking about why podcast and we like this was uh initially or this was inspired by um exchange from uh, a colleague of mine so hello Mahela, if you're out there listening um and she asked many questions about this uh, wonderful wacky world of podcasting and went into and her questions went into a bit more depth than i am used to answering and it sort of brought back memories of you know why we started this in the first place what it takes or what what at least what we think it takes to make um (laughs) something successful and for those of you that can't see because you're not watching on youtube i'm doing air quotes around the word successful because um how you define the success of what you're doing when it comes to podcasting is very much uh up to you to decide and we'll talk about that in full time but we thought we'd start off this little series with just the question of why. Why on earth would you podcast? Or why not? Or why not, indeed. Because, I mean, when we started, that was kind of a decision we had to make. Are we going to do this or not? And then we started thinking about, okay, what what does it entail? What does it mean doing a podcast? What, what What's what's going to happen with our lives? Will, will our lives ever be the same again? With all the fame <laughs> and glory and stuff like that. <laughs> So we did have a bit of a, a think uh, about should or should we not do this? And if we do this, what do we want to get out of it? Why do we want to do this? Yeah. Um, and that we've got some sort of uh, vague notes and structure around this. So we'll sort of yeah, take yeah. this through from like the earliest stages of this, of this conversation through to um, a little bit more depth around you know the 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 sort of decision making process and things like that that we went through and some thoughts that you might want to do some lessons that we learned along the way and we're also going to be diving a little bit into the the tech and the you know how this thing all comes together so as i say we've touched on this topic a few times in the past but this is by far uh, in a way going to be our most deep dive into this particular topic yeah we actually got going to go a bit deep we're not going to make it all cram it all in a single episode and just touch on the highlights so this is going to be the first of a series of episodes which mm-hmm. will be interspersed with other stuff this will just pop up from time to time on the feed where we continue our little uh, storytelling <laughs> about our podcast careers indeed so if you're interested in this peek behind the curtain as it were um yeah Enjoy. Yeah, let us know. And if there's something we don't touch upon that you think we should, mm. we have very, very little secrets. <laughs> indeed, indeed. At least very little secrets about the podcast, anyway. 
Nah, um, in general, we to be honest. We don't talk about the other secrets. Um, all right. Ooh, so, no, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 you when we when people think about podcasting, um, you know, if you whether you're a listener of podcasts or or not, or you're just podcast curious, um, like one of one of the definite considerations is the time, the time that it will take to podcast. And it's not just, hey, if we want to get a, I don't know, 15-minute podcast out every week, then, well, that's 15 minutes every week. I can I can make that work. I'll take surely, that. Yeah, surely, surely that's surely that's how the maths works, isn't it, Jan? Uh, I don't think we ever were that naive. We when we did talk about <laughs> this, we were thinking about yes, the whole package of time commitment because the actual recording of it is the result of all the prep work you put in. Mm. Now we did, I think, for and of course we're talking about our little podcast and other podcasts will do things differently, and that's good. Yeah. Everybody should decide the way they feel they should be doing it, and the time commitment is. I do think a big indicator on what kind of podcast it will be. <clears throat> now, do remember that when we started this, we were just a podcast, just MP3s on mostly iTunes in those days. I mean, we're talking like seven, eight years ago now. Uh, mm -hmm. We didn't do any video, so our time requirements were different at that time. We we're only looking at audio processing and looking at how much time that would take. Also, we were very new at this. Uh, believe it or not, but we had never done something like this before. So actually putting down numbers on paper of we think it's going to take X amount of time was very hard to do. And I also think that at the beginning we had the idea of having 40-minute episodes because mm. we also only did an episode every two weeks. Yeah. Because that was basically our idea of keeping enough time to do this properly. Do one episode every two weeks. 40 minutes and that way we have two weeks to do the next episode which considering we're both working in uh, pre-sales and traveling to customers and not being home yeah. all the time um, that was something to be considered because again you do need time to edit prepare make a script if you want and at the beginning i think we did a lot more prep <laughs> i mean i think some of it comes you, you mentioned earlier like it depends the type of podcast that you're doing will influence the amount of time that you know preparation takes so i i would liken that to um like maybe someone who's a know, a game streamer on twitch you know they they probably have an idea of like what they want to do but they basically you know sign in load up the game and away they go and well as i say they may have an idea of you know what it is they want to show the audience or you know what they want to achieve like it's pretty much it's relatively low prep. If you can, I mean, there's well, different styles there as well. I mean, you have the Twitch to, to Twitch or YouTuber that actually does a lot of build guides and explanation stuff around know, as well, and you have the one that just pops in, starts playing, and that's it. Yeah, but so I'm I'm, I'm talking about the the lower end of this first of all, I'm, or lower end in terms of preparation, yeah. in terms of like hop in, start up the game, chat to people as you're playing the game, and then like, hey, that's all, folks. Thank Thanks for joining, and off they go. That sort of um, you could do yeah, that. The, the, the the podcast equivalent of that, I guess, is sort of 
where you've got people that just you know chat through stream of consciousness type or you know, whatever it is that that watch the movie and do a review on the movie. Well, even that, I think that is then kind of increasing the well, watching the movie they did because they wanted to watch the movie, not because of doing the podcast. I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> but but then there's a bit more prep. Like that's sort of where they, yeah. they need to remember their thoughts. They need to record their thoughts. They need to sort of yeah, make some notes and things like that. And you can go all the way up to things that are you know very structured, very well prepared. You know, think the documentary style videos on YouTube being the the analogy to that where you know a huge amount of preparation goes in a huge research. amount of research and you know guests Practical demonstrations and, graphics yeah, yeah, animations yeah yeah, yeah. and mean, that's no longer a hobby that's a job exactly and and if you, you you just need to be aware that there exists a huge spectrum and it's up to you to decide you know, what your level of comfort is and that that can evolve over time. Yes. Like we, you mentioned, Jan, like we started off, um, I think some of it was out of nervousness, like we'd never done it before. We didn't know what we needed to do. So we did a lot of preparation for each episode. We, we never got to the point, I think, where we had like a full-blown script as such. But we definitely had really, really, really detailed kind of talking points and yeah. notes. I remember we, we actually tried making scripts and then discovered that during the episode we didn't use them. Yeah. So we stopped making them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you'll need to find that level of of preparation. And depending on what you're doing, what you're talking about, that level of preparation will sort of naturally ebb and flow as well yeah but it's also to do with the experience you have as a person right i mean 10 years ago i was 10 years younger and i had 10 years less experience i was actually just starting my uh, pre-sales uh, mm -hmm. career at that time and i think being a pre-sales engineer solution architect as you call them helps a lot for doing the podcast because in my job i need to know a lot of general i was going to say bad words but we're not you so we can't uh, things <laughs> Uh, and then I didn't have that, so I did kind of need to prepare stuff to make sure that I knew what I was talking about. While now, 10 years later, seven years later, it's a lot easier because a lot of what we talk about on the podcast, but this we will get into more depth later on, is actually things I've talked about with customers, with probably with, coll with colleagues, with uh, consultants, with whatever. So mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier as well to think on your feet and to actually just be able to talk during a podcast without having to think, oh, I have to say something now. Uh, script. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also works better, I think, for the podcast itself. Makes it much more organic. Because if you're just reading, I mean, the worst podcast you have is people reading from a piece of paper, right? Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, you know, just expect there to be a time commitment. And you... It will it will vary depending on you know what you, what it is that what type of podcast that you're you're looking to do. But just expect it to take probably more time than you initially expect like we've got to a point now i think where we have a pretty good read on how much time and effort it takes from i would hope so after 300 plus episodes <laughs> it, well there is that um to to sort of get something out there but it just you know play around with it a little bit um do a couple of dry runs get a sense for it before you dry like, run. fully commit well we, we did. For we did. We did um, get a couple of episodes in before it went live, didn't it? 
Um, we, yeah, I think we'll call it two or three before. Just make sure yeah. that we actually we're going to do this because, yeah. again, you never know before you start uh, eating the, 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 the pot what you put in there. Uh, yeah, but I don't think we ever threw any episodes away. No. No. But we so, did spend a lot of know, time testing audio equipment and stuff like that. Yeah. That well, And that goes on to the next point, yeah. which is we'll, we'll go into the well, tech on, Before we go to the next point, I want to yeah, yeah. uh, end the time sync with... Don't forget, it's not just your time sink. Mm. Talk to your significant others and talk to your employer. Because uh, I think you as well, I always talk to my employer, even when I change jobs. Yeah. Before I sign my contract, I tell them, hey, I'm doing this podcast. It's something I think is important. I think it's something that helps me in my job. Yeah. I want to have two hours a week that I can spend during business uh, time on the podcast. And that's not because I want to slack during, during business hours. It's just that sometimes we have guests and those guests have a time slot available during business yeah. hours. I mean, depending on where they are in the world, we kind of, if we want to have good guests, we kind of have to accommodate them a little bit. And from time to time, that means that it's during the business hours. And I don't want to yeah. make, uh, take uh, vacation time for that. Now, obviously, we're both, again, in a high-level job where we pretty much control our own calendar. So even if we didn't talk about it, we could still get away with it, I think. But it's good to just have that discussion. And yeah. with some employers, uh, I remember with Microsoft, for example, this is public, so I can talk about it. Uh, you actually have to sign a, it's called a moonlighting contract, where you mm. actually specify, this is what we're going to do, uh, podcast, we're going to talk about technology, Make sure you don't uh, do anti-compete kind of stuff. Uh, so there is some things in there. And if you're doing a podcast about movie watching and you're not in the movie industry, not going to be much of an issue. But yeah. since we are both in a, working for technology companies and we're talking about technology, that's also something to keep in mind. Uh, we talk about more about, about that. We talk about inspiration, uh, just to make sure that uh, while we're still working for our companies and we both work for a company that we believe in the product. I think I can say that. So mm. that's good, but um, yeah, just make sure that your significant others and your employers and everybody else who depends on you, if you do other volunteer work or whatever, because this will have a serious effect on your personal life. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't enjoy this, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why so many podcasts you see out there have like a handful of episodes and then stop because people fight, figure out that actually this wasn't for them and that's fine. Yeah. but. You know, go, just go into it eyes wide open, which is what we're trying to do with this little series. Okay, we will get into the topic of uh, equipment in more depth um, going forward, but you should expect um, to at least uh, get some very, very basic equipment. You know, mainly, at the very least, to start, like you can do most things with, with software and or a service, but like the very least, get a dedicated microphone. It doesn't have to be the best microphone in the universe, but get a dedicated... I mean, Jan is nodding, for those of you not watching on YouTube. Uh, but at least get get an external microphone, get something that um, is going to do something good for, for your listeners and for your voice, because the, the audio, the quality of the audio really really does matter and if your audio is scratchy or indistinct or difficult for people to hear you or there's a lot of background noise or hum or 
you know, any form of distortion or anything like that, people switch off so very, very quickly. So anything that you can do, and this isn't to say that you need to go and spend thousands of dollars on a on a on a microphone again Jan is nodding <laughs> and this isn't set to say that you need to go into a like massively like soundproofing your room and putting acoustic tiles everywhere and uh, you know you people go to all sorts of extremes to things like uh, recording uh, literally with their head in a closet full of hanging clothing and you know things like that and hey if that if that makes you feel good yeah but at the very least like just get an external microphone um something that you know you can if this isn't your your regular thing there's you know, something that you can get out when you feel like it and and uh and plug it in and away you go but definitely uh don't try and do this through a built-in microphone on your laptop that's not the way to go. No. And the second piece of equipment is uh, how you communicate with your co-host. Because uh, I do think podcasts are better if there's more than one host. Uh, because then you can I have a discussion agree. happening. But having more than one person in a room has its own uh, audio effects. Mm. And if you're not in the same room, and as you might notice on YouTube, Dave and I are definitely all in the same room. At least I hope you're not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but that means you need some kind of uh, video conferencing software to be able to see each other. Because even if you don't do video in a podcast, you still need to see each other to pick up on verbal, on visual cues when you can jump in so you don't talk over each other and things like that. Now, this can be very simple. And then when we started, I think we were using Skype. Mm -hmm. And we were also trying to use the, the audio recorded through Skype, but mm. Skype had a lot of compression. So I don't think we did that for long. And we started doing mm. uh, individual compression, uh, individual recordings. Mm. Then you emailed or whatever, you sent your version, uh, your, your track to me to splice them together in the uh, thing. Now that again has a time sync effort, because if you can mm. just take the Skype or whatever you're using these days, uh, recording then you already have the two recordings set together and it's done you can just put publish mm. on the internet if you have two separate tracks you need some audio equipment uh, you need some uh, software sorry to do audio editing to put those things in line again and make that work so again choices of equipment will very much influence the time you spend on the podcast yeah. and we'll go about that later but i think we always try to make sure we had equipment and a process set up in such a way that as much as possible was done during the recording. Mm, I mean, yeah. things like changing the scene, which I haven't done in this episode a lot, but if you're watching on YouTube, I can switch scene to Dave or to me. <laughs> we do this live. I don't need to do this in post because that would take a lot more effort. Now, it's not ideal because sometimes I'm uh, interested in who, what, who's talking, I forget to do, I forget to push the buttons. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not looking at the right person. So yeah. apologies for that. It's just that if you really want to do a full editing in video, that's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, still in the audio. And again, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get into more detail around equipment later. Um, so when we're talking about this initial kind of, you know, why do a podcast? One of the things um, is... Think about, I mean, I suppose you can debate this point a little bit, actually. Um, but one of the thoughts that we had was, like, decide on what your target audience might be. Now, 
the reason why I say I think you can debate this a little bit is to a certain extent, it depends on what your aim for doing the podcast is. If you just want a podcast to, because you, you want to release your thoughts into the world or you want to get experience in, in speaking and sharing uh, your voice in a public place and you don't really, you know, if, if people listen great and if people don't listen, it doesn't matter because that's not your objective then maybe your audience doesn't matter. But for most people, I think having an audience in mind, um, sort of thinking about what sort of topics would be interesting to that audience, what is the level of crossover between your knowledge of those topics and, and what the audience might be interested in. And it doesn't mean that you need to be an expert in all of these things. Like one of the things that I think we've learned along the way is, um, you can, you can learn a lot just by a little bit of research and talking with someone that's actually also interested and frankly, in Yon's case, very smart. Hmm. And like, we just have so much of this podcast is just Yon and I having a really good conversation hmm. about, you know, a, a particular topic that in some cases, neither of us are experts are, but we're, we do have experience and that experience gives us some perspectives on lots of different topics. And sometimes our, our experience and our topics align and sometimes they don't. And that's a, that's another topic for further on down, but, um, yeah, yeah have, I'm going to completely disagree with you here. This. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is a good thing if you have two people on podcast. Don't say the same thing twice. Try to find a bit of opposing viewpoints, obviously, to make a discussion. Yeah, it. And, I mean, on the one hand, you're right that the target audience, you can keep it free. But the thing that you haven't touched upon is uh, audience retention. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a podcast and there's a time sink and you have invested in equipment, you want some result of that. And we'll talk about more about how we get out of it. But one thing you want is that people actually listen to it. Mm -hmm. Now, how you find out how many people listen is very hard to do with MP3s, with podcasts, because every podcast aggregator like Spotify and iTunes and Google have their own ways of doing this and whatever. But still, you want some kind of growth, like first episode, we have X amount, and second episode, we have 2X, 3, whatever. You want that growth in there. If you don't have a target audience in mind, but just do stream of consciousness to the world, it'd be a lot, I think, I would expect, it would be a lot harder to actually retain people to come back to the next episode and the next and the next and the next because they never, today's cooking, tomorrow it's gardening, the next day it's programming mm -hmm. in Java. You would be a lot harder to get a core audience, listeners. Mm. And that would, I think, for me, that would be very demotivating if I didn't yeah. at least have some satisfaction in seeing, yes, hey, thousands of people are downloading my little podcast and yeah that kind yeah. of does make you feel good and makes you okay i have to edit this thing again that's another four hours of the day gone <sighs> okay so for that point of for me i think it does make sense to have a bit of an idea of mm. target audience so that you can actually direct the content you create to that audience with the idea that you will grow a kind of core set of people that will continuously not just listen but maybe also interact and yeah. make you kind of feel good about what you're doing because again it's it's effort yeah and I, as i say i said at the start of this like i think it depends entirely on what you hope to get out of it like I, and i am I'm, I'm, I'm wired exactly the same as you in this respect in that like 
when we were very, very early on sort of talking about this, in fact, you were you were talking about this topic as we were preparing for this episode, which was, I think we had this idea of like, maybe we'd get 10 people listening, downloading. Maybe we'd get I think 50 people. We had 300, we were like, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'd get 300. And uh, I think it's fair to say that we're well over 300 by this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the, the knowledge, the target audience, you know, as long as it's something that you're... Uh, Knowledge-wise, um, uh, I didn't touch on that one yet. For me, knowledge is actually a very important one. Because, mm. and this is actually, good, again, talking about what do we get out of it. Uh, I do the podcast to learn about new stuff. Mm -hmm. About stuff that I wouldn't have time to learn about otherwise. So picking a subject that I know a little bit about, but I have never had the time, inclination, reason to, to go into... That's actually one of the reasons that I do this thing. And so not being an expert on the thing works on multiple levels. One, it makes me invested in the subject, which means I will probably talk about it more enthusiastically. Well, if I'm talking about something I've been known, I've known for years, I can just start reciting all the knowledge I know and it'll be a very... <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. So just by having something new to talk about, you also bring your own biases, your own opinions into it, and that makes it easier, makes it more fun. And we also kind of decided when we chose our target audience that we weren't going to go for the expert audience either yeah. because we couldn't be experts on everything. And I think a lot of podcasts fail if they go that way because at some point you have talked about all you're an expert at and you just start rehashing the same and the same and the same. And one of the, the nice things about our little podcast, I think, is that we can talk about pretty much everything and anything with everybody and everybody as long as we stay in that big tech idea that we have as a focus for a podcast without being the expert and as you mentioned already if we can we invite an expert yeah which definitely. makes it all again a much better learning experience for us <laughs> yeah which i think is a nice kind of segue into um inspiration like when we when we started our inspiration was really very very closely aligned with our our roles on our jobs and learning more about in you know when this first started the the big data space um advanced analytics machine learning ai and all those kind of topics but it was very very sort of closely aligned to our yes. our day-to-day -day roles as as we've evolved as our careers have evolved as this podcast has evolved the scope of the podcast has also changed very drastically over time um, gradually over time, but like the the change between you know our first episode and and this episode, um, for example, is 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 huge. So the inspiration that gets you started on the podcast may not be the thing that continues. You know, you you may you may adjust, you may course correct, you may come up with something brand new. And some people, you see, um, some people will sunset or end a particular podcast and we'll start up something new when they come up with a new idea some people like we've taken the tack of hey like we like the brand and and sort of the the audience and the um the kind of the motion that we've developed over the years and we we never felt the need to change any of that drastically as the podcast evolved um but you know that's not that's not going to be the route that everyone takes so you know, it, 
again, yeah. it's up to you. I do think it's important though to have some critical mass when you start this. And we were lucky because we were then both working at the same company. That's kind of why we started this doing, mm. doing this together, I guess. But we were in a company that was on the forefront of the big data um, revolution. Let's use that word. Why not? You have some buzzwords in a podcast. And we had access to a lot of very smart people that were building that tech at that moment. So our little fears of do we have inspiration? Do we have enough knowledge? Well, we knew we had access to these very bright people we could invite on the podcast. We had access to what was happening in that space at a creator of the space, if, you can, if I can say it like that. So that gave us, I think, enough confidence to know that, hey, we can get a couple of dozen episodes out of this without actually having to start searching a lot. Mm. And uh, I mean, that worked out very well, I think. And add to that, of, of course, our earlier, when the, when DataWorks Summit and the Hadoop Summit still existed, we did a lot of coverage on those summits as well. We got a lot of inspiration from those summits as well, a lot of people connections. Yeah. So we did have, I think we were lucky that we were at that time in that space, at that place to be able to do this. It would have been a lot harder if you were, I don't know, a self-employed developer kind of person, for example, with a lot less access to people and that like that. Yeah, I mean, we frankly we wouldn't have had that same level of inspiration. I don't think. I think it was it was a very happy coincidence that all of these stars aligned, and here we are, seven or eight years later. Um, you know, I think it, I think still it's still doing this. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> and I, I think that's a that's again, I think a good a good segue to what what do we actually get out of this. Um, for me, it's very simple. Mm. I get to spend at least an hour every week with a wonderful person. You. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I don't want to treat you to it. <laughs> God damn him. Hey, clean bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I, I do joke about this, but it is something you have to also take into account, perhaps. Uh, make sure if you have a co-host, you actually enjoy spending time with that person because yeah. you're going to spend a lot of time with that person. Yeah. doesn't mean you don't fight. You, don't, you can have disagreements. That's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> but you should at least not dread the time waiting oh for the person yeah, to yeah. show up who's always late and things like that. Yeah, I don't know who that could be. <laughs> um, it, it's also like, <laughs> as daft as this sounds, you know, um, and we'll we'll get to workflows a little bit later. But you're going to be, if you're the person doing, for example, the a lot of the editing, you're going to be listening to this person as well. So if that winds you up, that's probably not a good. That's probably not. I, I a think good that's not a problem because I think most people have more. Uh, I call that horrible feelings. Listen to their own voice than to mm -hmm. anybody else's voice in the world. So yeah. that would still be okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. like, you are you are absolutely right though. Like one of the the greatest attractions for continuing doing this is that I get to chat with someone that I love talking to about all sorts of random technology topics, and uh, more often than not, I feel a little bit smarter after spending time talking with someone that I I really greatly respect and have. You know, a huge amount of um, enough, enough. Enough. I agree that you feel smarter after you talk to me. That's let's keep it. At that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. But it, it is a it is something that um, I think has kind of continued to develop our relationship. <laughs> uh, this has been a huge part of um, 
sort of driving us in a variety of different directions to kind of explore different topics, different areas um, that we wouldn't necessarily have explored on our own. And, you know, having having a co-host that, as you say, like not not that has a like a polar opposite opinion necessarily, but has different, different interests. Exactly. Like the the sort of the broad spectrum of different thoughts, interests and ideas that exist between us is actually one of the things I think makes this um, certainly, I mean, I can't speak to how enjoyable it is for listeners out there to, to listen to, but it's an enjoyable enough that we still have quite a sizable uh, listener base after all these years. And it's certainly one of the things that, you know, drives me to continue to enjoy, you know, this, this process. Yeah, and just having different viewpoints really helps. I mean, just the fact that you're more of the management uh, part of the job and I'm more of the individual contributor. We had a whole episode on how horrible that word is. Um, <laughs> it just gives us a different way of looking at the thing. And for me, yeah, talking about a certain subject and hearing, oh, that's how a manager thinks about it, just to make it very simplified here. Mm. It just a yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, I didn't have these pathways in my brain to be able to empathize with how my manager thought. And one of the benefits, if it is a benefit, I don't know, but on the results, <laughs> let's call it that, of the podcast is that it makes me more empathetic about, this is my opinion, but hey, there are other people's opinions out there. And that's uh, partly by talking to you, uh, which I love and admire, obviously. Um, but also when you talk to on podcasts, you, well, it's a decision. It can be very controversial and try to break as many people's expectations as you can and cause drama whatever which is something we never try we, we actively try to avoid we try mm. to make sure when we talk about things that okay how would our audience react about this that and whatever now this is not a big preparation again it's just when we're talking it's always in my mind and over the years that got easier and sometimes i blatantly disregard what my mind is telling and say it anyway but that doesn't matter but it just helps me um yeah empathize a bit more with okay if i'm saying this what's the reaction going to be what can i expect as a reaction and is that what i want as a reaction yeah and you you know you mentioned the word kind of empathy there i think having both this you know being empathetic towards you know whether it's a guest whether it's your co-host but also have respect you know the whether or not you agree or disagree with someone's opinion like that's their opinion and you can as long as you can have a, a debate or a conversation or a discussion around it as long as you're respectful as long as you you know share your points considerations listen to others then as long it as we be agree that blockchain is evil I mean, it, it's. I think the blockchain actually records the fact that it's evil. That's, that's how that works. Um, but yeah, I think I I get a huge amount of value out of this. Have done throughout its its time, continue to do so. Um, yeah. So for me personally, what? also, it's the. I'm actually an introvert. I don't like talking mm -hmm. to people. And this has helped a lot. And especially in a, when I changed jobs from a DevOps engineer into sales, into pre-sales, you actually mm. go to customer visits. Uh, this has helped tremendously for me to open up that part of me. So anybody out there, if you're thinking of going into a more customer-facing uh, uh, situation, having something like a podcast where you kind of have to put this on the internet, 
mm. it really it is it's terrifying at at the start and still a little bit worrying let's say after all these years but uh, it really helped on that aspect as well for me mm. okay so maybe one final point to wrap this up is have a think about what your audience might get out of it um when we started we were very much thinking you know we were going to be talking about big data ml ai topics to i think we're thinking we're thinking about educating people yeah educating people that Ultimately. were interested in the technology interested in the area um we didn't have like a we were only going to talk to architects or we were only going to talk to developers or we were only going to talk to managers and decision makers we were just trying to you know share things that we thought were interesting with other people that also might think they were interesting and try and as you say educate as we went along now that has also i think evolved in that the education piece i think has stayed consistent should but i think the the variety of topics we cover you know it, it wouldn't surprise me that there are some episodes that some of our listener base go oh Oh, I'm not really interested in this topic. I'll like skip through and I'll listen to the funny quote at the end. Um, and there are some that probably just have us on in the background, regardless of what we're talking about, because they just enjoy the the they conversation. Just elevator music, <laughs> <laughs> background noise. <laughs> no, you're right. I think that the entertainment value came along the way. We started very dry and trying to really educate and share knowledge or whatever. Well, nowadays, I think we try to make it a fun thing to listen to. Yeah. yeah. And if we can impart some wisdom, we hope we can. I mean, accidentally along the way. More accidentally than something else. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, we have more fun doing it. And I think the audience also enjoys it more just as a yeah. pastime, basically. I mean, every word we say doesn't need to be loaded with value and everything. It can just be a little choking uh, around so sometimes. Yeah. Makes it fun for us and make, again, time sync. Make sure you enjoy doing this because it's going to take a lot, of uh, a lot of money. Nah, doesn't. Uh, it takes money, but not a lot of money. It takes a lot of time and time is money. Yeah. So that way, see how interesting, how, how much value in my words. I, I've got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think we're running a bit long on this one. I think so. I have a lot more to say. So unless you have any wisdom to end this one off with. Nope. All done. Then, all wisdom doubt. Then that is all the time we have for today. And as you may notice, this is a part we repeat every single episode. So yes, we have this written down so we don't forget to say everything we want to say at the end of an episode. <laughs> it's about the full script we have. You can support this podcast. You can go Patreon contributions to help us. We're on YouTube. I make videos. You can watch videos, do YouTube stuff. You can go to www.writingalpha.org. There's a link there to the Patreon page, the YouTube page, other information podcast. And you can follow us on... The artist formerly known as Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag. And send your feedback by email to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is, I can't believe we've been doing this for seven years and more, Jon. And my name is all full of wisdom, Dave. I look forward to 
going deep into the wisdom of they so well apparently and talk to you again next week goodbye see you later